Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and today we are going to be talking about day three of free agency. I'm joined here with Tyler Moss and Danny McKinnon, and we're going to get quite hot and spicy up in here, talking some hot and fire takes about free agency. You guys got anything here before we get into it? Just ready to fucking roll. Ready to fucking roll, as Stu Fighter would say. Okay, so the first guy on the agenda here is Big Dick 9-inch Nick Foles. Jacksonville trades him to Chicago for a fourth-round pick, which gives the Jacksonville Jaguars 12 whole picks in the draft, and he joins coaches like Nagy, who know him quite well because they have coached him before. Quick thoughts first to Danny. Are they just waggling the schmied out of Jacksonville heading over to the fucking big Chicago? I mean... Got some nice deep dish pizza for a deep guy right there. You know, a, that's a nice fit. I like that. I mean, I, I still don't, I don't, I don't understand the point that they actually had to give up draft assets to acquire that contract, though. So, I mean, I don't know. Anything's better than Trubisky, but at the same time, like, you could do much better than Nick Foles as a pure talent at quarterback. But at least he's got the schmeat. I mean, that's facts. Deep dish for the just... deep dickin'. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, bro. That's how we roll. Yeah, but it's yo, you know. for Chicago fans. Like this is I feel so bad. Like they don't deserve this kind of cruelty. <laughs> they go from shit to like the guy that picks up shit. Like there's no oh, improvement. There's Super only, Bowl. The improvement is so slight. Who gives a fuck? It's it make the Bears the Eagles <laughs> and it'll actually matter. Like this is a joke. Like, we were saying Newton last night, and we're like, this actually could make them, like, a better team. Yeah, at least Newton's a good quarterback. Like, if you're a Bears fan, I feel like at this point, the only thing that can sexually turn you on is punching yourself in the cock. Like, my God, dude, what a joke. I mean, last year when freaking Foles came back, he made the Buccaneers defense look like the 0-2 Bucks. (laughs) What's, What's so funny is that people are thinking, like, Oh, maybe Trubisky has a chance to be the star. He has no fucking chance. Nick Foles is going to walk in there, slap his cock straight on Nagy's table and assert dominance. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Like Cam Newton, all these Cam Newton people, they're crying about Cam Newton. They're thinking that Cam Newton – I still don't think Cam Newton is all that good, all that much better than Big Dick Nick, if I'm being honest with you. But Cam Newton has gotten fucked over, though. That is still something that we need to solidify here. He got bent over the table. They're going to – Use Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is also not that good. I know we talked oh, about this. Sucks. No, Teddy B sucks. <laughs> Three years. What was it? Sixty billion dollars, something crazy like that. That dude was worth nothing. He's worth a used condom. Buddy is a backup quarterback. Everyone knows that. So anything else here on Big oh. Dick Nick? He's not even worth a Nick size condom at this point. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I honestly it's, think it's so funny how everyone still thinks that the Jags are gonna now the Jags are gonna draft a quarterback. I, I don't think so. I think that it's Gardner Minshew. Minshew right. mania. Minshew fucking mania. I mean you watched the what he did last year with what he had. I mean like I guess it's gonna be I wanna see what happens this year because I mean he showed a lot last year, so they're so bad. Yeah. I think they'll just get a quarterback next year, which I don't think it's a bad move. Hey, they get a top two pick. They can either get uh, T-Law or they can get my boy Justin Fields, who honestly I think is better. We'll talk about that in another, we'll talk about that in another video, though. Oh, you're talking about 20, 2021. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're talking yeah. about this year. I was going to say, oh, buddy, you got to let my boy Minshew. You got to let the mustache just fucking roll. Give him a yeah, shot. Fuck it. Why not? Minshew is a better quarterback. Minshew is much better than, like, fucking – I think Minshew might be better than Foles, to be honest with you. 
White Claw season. No sponsor, though. No free ads for White Claw. But do you guys think – who do you think Jacksonville drafts then with all these, like, a million picks if they don't draft quarterback? Defense, dear Christ, please. Uh, Isaiah Simmons at nine, if he's there, it has to be a fucking guarantee. And they, they're, hope, they're hoping and praying C.J. Anderson makes it to them at 20. But I just Isaiah don't. Simmons is at nine. <clears throat> Oh my gosh, teams will be begging to trade him. I was looking at a mock draft today where they took CD Lamb at nine and like Isaiah Simmons fell to seven, 16 or something. I commented on Twitter. I'm like, it's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> How does that even make sense? He gets mocked in like <laughs> pick seven in a lot of drafts. Like above that, it makes no fucking sense. I was like reading it on Twitter. I'm like, that is the most unrealistic shit I've ever seen. Like, and they had like uh, Dallas taking like Christian Fulton over Javon Kinlaw, and I was just like crying in the corner. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no thanks. Yeah, no, th- no thanks for that. So, you guys got anything else on Big Dick Nick or are we moving on here? Oh, we're good. Uh, okay. Guy's a living legend. He is a living legend, though. Super Bowl MVP. So, the next guy to talk about here is Desmond Trufant, cornerback going from Atlanta to Detroit. Two years, $21 million. First, we'll go to Tyler this time. Yeah, big contract here. I mean, I don't really get it from a veteran standpoint of Desmond Trufant, why he wants to go die on the lines, but, you know, and enjoy your death, I guess. I mean, that team's not going anywhere. I don't really completely understand the, the move, but I, I understand they need corner, but their team's just, it's falling apart. And Patricia's going to be on his way out, which is unfortunate for him, but who gives a fuck outside of his family and all the people that depend on him for support. But Yeah, uh, like all the fucking pencil manufacturers, because that motherfucker always has one in his ear. They're going to go out of business. He's the only one that uses actual wood pencils. This guy's a joke. Um, No, but seriously, I just don't – I don't really get it on Trufant's side. I mean, you're a free agent. Like, why would you pick a team as a veteran player that is not going anywhere but down? Like, that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Makes no sense. You got anything on this, Danny? Of course, man. I'm like, I'm looking at the deal specifically. It just, it boggles my mind that like he signed for more than Chris Harris Jr. on like the same amount of term. He signed for two years, 21 million. Well, Chris Harris Jr. signed for two years, 20 million with the Chargers. By the way, the Chargers, by, like we'll get into it later, but Chargers have by far the best secondary in the NFL. And it's not even close at this point. Yeah, have you hey, guys buddy, look- have, you, have you heard of the Dolphins, buddy? <laughs> I mean, I don't get the, I don't get the move from Trufant's perspective. I mean, he definitely got paid to be in Detroit. And like they're gonna get rid of Darius Lay, so he's he's gonna be the number one guy there. But there's there's probably been so many contenders that we're gonna ask him to join. Like my my team specifically. I mean, Cowboys lost Byron Jones to the Dolphins for sixteen point five annually. Getting a guy like Trufant at about 10, 10 per year while still being able to keep your uh, what's called your draft pick compensation for compensatory picks next year. Like I I don't understand like the certain formula, but I know that if they were able to sign a guy to replace Byron Jones within twelve million dollars, they'd be able to get their comp pick next year, mm-hmm. and that would have fit into the budget. So I don't understand why Dallas wasn't making a bigger push to try to get a veteran guy. Because let's be honest here, like you guys aren't even a fan of the team. We can see that they need secondary flat out. We can't just rock into the season with Cheeto Uzier, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown as our three three starting corners. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what the fuck Detroit – why would Detroit even want him, though? Like, I don't get it. Dude, the dude's like – I don't know if this is just something in my head, but this guy's like a walking injury tent as well. This guy's always hurt. He's like, talented when he plays, but, I mean, see, that's what that's why, like, I would have wanted, like, Dallas to be able to give him, like, two years, 21 with, like, low guarantees. So, like, that way, like, if he does get hurt or if he does underperform, you're not locked into, you're not locked into him long term. But at the same time, he has the upside to be a good, like, top 20 corner, which is really all you need. And, yeah. I mean, 
we just lost Byron Jones, so like we desperately need. Like I, I still think we desperately need to add at least one or two pieces in our secondary so that we don't have to draft them early. Because mm-hmm. like when you go into the draft with huge needs, it takes the whole philosophy of best player available and it throws it out the door. It's like you, you know, okay, well, I got to fill this need. That's why my philosophy is you got to fill your needs throughout the free agency period mm-hmm. and then draft best player available because th- those young, talented pieces are going to be the ones that provide the most value to you because – they're going to be the future all pros who are on rookie deals that you get cheap cheap labor from. So, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what Dallas has really been doing, to be honest. But Yeah, well, they're not paying Dak Prescott. That's what it seems like. They're not paying the best player. Joke. Yeah, they're a bunch of bums. But I mean, y'all, y'all heard my fucking rant on Dak earlier. Like, just a fucking poverty franchise at this point. You can't pay your fucking top 10, 26-year-old franchise quarterback the money he deserves. You're a fucking joke. Yeah, no, yeah, you can pay Zeke so we can go to Cabo. Oh, again. God. Six years, $90 million makes me want to fucking throw up. We love- Basically, we're paying Zeke $15 million a year when we could have had Byron for 165 uh-huh. <laughs> like, just- Speaking of overpaid running backs, we're going to pivot down here a bit more to Todd Gurley potentially going to the Bucks. <laughs> now, what he needs to go to is a doctor. That man's knee is fucked up. I don't understand this move at all. Going to the Buccaneers. What does Tom – Tom Brady doesn't want anything to do with fucking – actually, he likes guys with fucked up knees because he's had Sony Michelle on the team for two fucking years. So, this makes sense a bit, I guess. But what do you guys think about Gurley? Is he a bum still? I mean, I'll add to that. Like, he's not a bum, but he's clearly not the player he used to be. And, like, that knee alone and that contract, like, you put those two together, there's no chance in how I'm even remotely thinking about – not only – like, even if they were to send me, like, a third-round pick to take on his contract, unless I'm fucking Bill O'Brien, which I'm not. I'm not a fucking dumbass. I'm not taking that – I'm not taking third-round – send it to me. It's sent to me, sorry, to take on the contract. At the end of the day here, I mean, I know you don't like him, uh, Tyler, but I just think, Clyde, like, a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in that offense would be the perfect fit. Because I think of it – I mean, what does Brady love? Brady loves feeding his running backs out of the backfield. He had James White in New England. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the, by far the best receiving back in this class, and he's a talented in between the in between the tackle runners. So I mean, yeah. I think it's a good fit there. I mean, you get cheap service from from your running back. You have two hype like Chris Godwin's going to get his money soon. Let's be honest here. Uh, by the way, what is this hype about Antonio Brown going to the Bucks now? Like people are saying, oh yeah, if Antonio Brown goes to the Bucks, Chris Godwin is going to get kicked out of the slot. Like no. Bruce Arians specifically got rid of Adam Humphreys last year because he wants his slot receivers to be able to block. You're going to show fucking Antonio Brown in the slot? Not a chance. He can't block shit. I know. That doesn't make any fucking sense. If they brought in Antonio Brown, it would be as a wide wide out. Sorry, I kind of burped between that because of the white claw. But, uh, yeah, no. These people on Twitter are like, oh, Chris Godwin's taking major fucking – stocks down like not a chance his role is going to stay the same and what be honest here do you really trust that head case to last three games on the bucks like i don't i don't understand twitter because as soon as this tiny rumor goes out people overanalyze it to shit but it's good for dynasty because you could take or take advantage of these fucking idiots right off the bat say oh yeah you know what if chris god if chris godwin stocks are going down just send him over this way i'll give you a fucking 104 for him like people are I'm, we'll get into that another time, but basically that's all I had to say on that. Yeah, honestly, I don't even understand anyone who thinks that Antonio Brown going there, like, it obviously helps the team in real life, but who the fuck really thinks that Godwin is going to be, like, that bad, like, when that happens? Like, if anyone – it would hurt Evans, I think, but it would yeah. help Godwin. 
Because people just assume he's going to be the slot receiver, but Bruce Arias specifically needs his slot to be able to block. That's why he got rid of his tiny little Adam Humphreys who basically are like fucking Julian Edelman last year. He's like, you know yeah. what? Let me, let me get a bigger guy like Godwin, shove him in the slot, be able to r- run some whams with him. I mean, I'm set. Yeah, well, what's funny is the fact that, I don't know if you guys follow ESPN, but on ESPN's Instagram, they post this picture. It's like, oh, look, it's Brady. It's fucking Brady, Godwin, Evans. Look at these gods. It's like three gods. <laughs> and then Jones. they put Rojo. <laughs> Why the fuck is that. Rojo up there? Rojo can, is a garbage can. I mean, unless you're the fantasy football counselor, man. Yeah. He's, he's garbage. Shout out to the counselor. But that bald is guy. just embarrassing. Shout out, bald guy. But you guys got anything else to say here about him, or can we go back? Nothing specifically, man. Yeah, like, no, I wanted to- it's just a joke of a rumor. Here, go for it, Tyler. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I just wanted to talk about Gurley. Like, what the f- like? Oh, who's like a true? I don't know. I don't. I can't say a, a player that has a bigger truther following that's so dedicated into blowing this guy. I mean, these people love Todd Gurley. I don't really get this like this like giant figure that they've built him up to be because he's not that good anymore. People that's get cool. latched onto the past. That's the problem. Like What's people, the same thing with DJ. Like, oh, the Texans were able to fucking get get DJ in a second round pick for Hopkins. Like, Bill O'Brien's probably looking at, oh God, 2016. He was a he was the RB one. He caught 90 pass, and you almost went a thousand, a thousand. That's the running back I want to lead my team. I'm, I'm gonna be <laughs> honest with you. I, I honestly think that besides him, the biggest cult following of people just sucking a guy off whose garbage is Odell Beckham. On Twitter, you'll still see people thinking that Odell is going to become good. Odell's a fucking bum, buddy. <laughs> Odell is a bum. He's a talent, but he's a fucking head case. So. For sure. I mean, like, people, people are always going to latch onto the upside. And that's the problem because people don't understand, like, circumstance has everything to do with the player's production. Look at last year. Like, if you couldn't tell, like, oh, Freddie Kitchens had, what, three, four decent games at the end of 2018? That suggested they'd be good. You're really gonna trust fucking Freddie Kitchens, who's all his life has been a fucking offensive line coach and he was a backup quarterback on Alabama in 1996. Like, give me a break. He had no fucking coaching experience. He had no pedigree to lead that team last year. He had a th- uh, fucking uh, second year quarterback in Baker Mayfield, who simply was subjected to that garbage all last season. Like, I don't, I don't get people why why right away. They'll jump onto the hype without actually analyzing the situation. And that's simply like, you'll see it all over Twitter. People will overanalyze shit sometimes, but then that, at other times they just don't look into it at all. I don't get it. Like make up your fucking mind. You want to overanalyze something? You want to say, oh, Chris Godwin loses value when Antonio Brown comes? You want to overanalyze that? Or do you want to underanalyze the fact that Cleveland Brown was hot, hot dog shit last year in terms of the coaching? And uh, Baker Mayfield still going into his second season last year. Like people... Again, like I probably just sound like I'm spewing a bunch of like emotion right now, but it just pisses me off that people are so delusional. Yeah, like it, it's unreal. Like I don't understand it at all. Like, and then there's gonna be people who on Twitter who are going to suck off what's his name, Joe Judge, the new Giants coach. What has he oh, done? What has he done? I mean, his, his speech was electric. I don't know if you watched that, but he was like going out. He was like, he sounded like a fucking drill instructor. But the only thing that's gonna get drilled is the Giants' ass because he's probably not a good coach. Okay, but. At the end of the day, we don't have to talk about fucking bum-ass girly anymore. We're going to move back because we were talking about Desmond, Desmond Trufant before going to Detroit. Now, Darius Slay, he said he wants the fuck out of there. He even tweeted out some shit like, thank you, Desmond Trufant, for coming. See you fucking later. Now it'll make my trade easier to get out of here. Take the nearest plane 
into some building. I have no idea where he's going to go. But Darius Slay, what do you think about him? Anyone? Great. Yeah, no, I think he's a really good corner. Right? And I think he's going to end up landing on, like, the Eagles, and he's going to make them feel a little bit less, uh, I guess, sorry about not re-signing Michael, Ma- uh, Malcolm Jenkins. I still think they're going to draft guys. So, you know, either way, I think that's kind of the route they're going to take. But I really like Slay as a cornerback. I don't really get – well, I mean, outside of the fact that they're, they're going to start throwing away, you know, all their talent, which kind of sucks for Patricia, I think – the GM and him are not in sync, so they're they're just gonna start releasing as many guys as possible. Fucking releasing, trading all the all they're gonna do. They're gonna try and pull the Dolphins, and poor Patricia's just gonna be waltzing out of there at the end of the fucking season. Feels bad. I mean, right now they have the fucking Detroit Patriots. They have half the goddamn Patriots roster, and you're gonna see Stafford in a couple of years just just off himself. Because I actually feel bad for that guy because he has the talent. For for he's amazing talent, but he's just fucked because he's on the Lions. So. You guys ready? For, you guys ready for a laugh? Sure. I was in a I was in a group chat on Twitter with people that were trying to say that Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford, and I was cringing the whole time throughout because people were trying to say that Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is an above average quarterback, and I literally listed off like twenty three or twenty four guys that I like no debate would take above them, and then there were other guys that I would be like, okay, what about a guy like Jameis is in like the same tier? I would still take Jameis well above him. Like, I would take fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick over him. Ryan, I don't even think I mentioned Ryan Tannehill because I wasn't even thinking about the. It's just so weird to imagine him as the Titans quarterback. But yeah, like it's crazy that people are going to buy into the narrative right off the bat when in reality, what the fuck has Bridgewater ever done? Like he's a noodle arm fucking quarterback who has an ounce of a, a mobility, which by the way, he lost most of it when he fucking shredded his knee. Mm-hmm. I, and. In general, like, oh, he, he, he fucking won a bunch of games with the Saints last year. First of all, it's the fucking Saints. Second of all, you got fucking Michael Thomas on the other side. You got Alvin Kamara as your running back. And you got a decent, uh, fucking really good offensive line. First of all, I think he was last in the league in qualified yards per attempt. I mean, you, you guys could stat check that, but I think he averaged like 6.3 yards per attempt. And people are trying to say he did anything other than manage the fucking game. Like, are you kidding me? What kind of what football were you watching last year? He showed absolutely no talent. Like, I could fucking dump six six point three yard passes to Michael Thomas. At like, least they didn't break. they didn't fucking pay Taysom Hill. All right, everyone on Twitter talking about Taysom Hill, thirty one year old god. He's garbage. Okay, but he yeah. did score more touchdowns than Odell. So fuck you, Odell. But um, something that I also thought was funny was that people are talking about Winston being a backup. Do you guys think Winston could be a backup anywhere? Maybe the Steelers. Yeah, I can see him. No, like, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I like him to the Chargers just because they're the only fucking team on the planet that need, needs a quarterback still. I heard they um, want Tua. Inside for, oh, by the way, inside sources from Austin Eckler had a nice little, uh, nice little workout today, 5 p.m. Pacific. We were just grilling him on the Q&A. So we, somebody brought up uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and he literally said in the middle of the live, why do you think we're building up the right side of our offensive line? Because two is left-handed, right? Mm-hmm. So when he said that, I'm like, oh my god! Like, like players on that team are thinking of it. And he obviously, like, he's gonna back uh, back up uh, Tyrod. He's gonna be like, oh, but even if we don't draft the guy, you know what? We got all the faith in Tyrod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's player talk. Let's be honest here. You don't want to fucking throw your teammate under the bus. But man, like the fact that like he brought that up, like. And he didn't even like remotely need to. Like he could have just said, "Oh yeah, he's a good player, whatever." We definitely like I definitely I've had my eyes on him. No, he literally said, "Oh yeah, we brought in like Brian Bulaga, we brought in Trey Turner." 
if those are both right side of the line, like I could I could definitely see the Chargers trying to make a trade up for Tua. So yeah, the yeah, fact that you even happens. pronounced his last name correctly is honestly amazing. I'm I'm almost I I'm just gonna say this because I want it out in the space so that when I'm right, it's it's will just be known to the world. You know, the few people that watch this, we all love you. Your support is God tier, by the way. Quick shout out. Um, there's a slight chance they're gonna take Herbert. I mean, the Dolphins may just do it because I think the Dolphins will. It wasn't great with Tua. I I don't get it. It's just this eerie feeling as a Dolphins fan that they're going to say, fuck you, Tyler. Fuck you, Nick. We're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. And they may take Herbert. And you're shaking your head, but I, I, I just feel it as a Dolphins fan. They're going to do this shit to us. No, and they I'm, are going to do it, and I don't like it. But they're the, going to do it. The they're problem gonna... isn't with Herbert specifically. It's just the fact that Tua is just easily the better prospect. Like, I like Herbert. He's a top four quarterback for me. Like, I think he's got potential. But the fact is, Two was there for you. You have to be able to at least trade up to take him. He's yeah. a franchise quarterback. He's proven it. Like he took Alabama from a complete defensive and run first team and completely opened up that offense. He fucking made Jalen Hurts, who's a fucking top top seventy player in this draft, transfer out because he was so good. Yeah, people uh, have been just, talking about Tua for years, and you're going to fucking throw it all away for fucking Justin Herbert? You goddamn idiots, Miami. Do not do this. Draft Tua, trade up, trade the farm, trade everyone, cut off someone's leg, and send it to him. I don't give a fuck. You need injury, to get Tua. Injury-free Tua is better than Burrow. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's honestly a debate for me. I, I, I think – I'm not going I think I want – It's close for me, but I think I'm like – I've been battling back and forth, but – I don't know. Like that, that would have to be like at the end of the day, you, he does have those injury concerns. So it makes it my life easier at ranking him too. But if he's fully healthy, I honestly would have a terribly tough time being able to rank those two. Cause those guys are fucking, they're going to be studs. Like they're going to be studs. Yeah. Now going back here to when I was talking about how the Patriots have, or the Lions have signed every single Patriot player in the universe. Defensive lineman, Danny Shelton goes from the Patriots to the Lions two years, eight Million dollars, Tyler. Thoughts? Oh, one sec. We forgot to mention where we think uh, Darius Slay is going to go. Oh, okay. I already said it. I stayed proud and loud. Bleacher Report just uh, leaked that about uh, 30 minutes before we started this. So it pains me as a Cowboys fan to be able to hear that. But I mean, it makes so much sense because at the end of the day, people are going to look at, okay, Darius Slay. He is a fantastic corner, first of all, former All-Pro, former Pro Bowler. I mean, like, you get the gist. He's just a fucking good corner. Like, I don't need to explain his accolades to you. He's just a good corner. And he's making $12 million a year. So, I mean, like, you look at Byron Jones just got 16.5. James Bradbury just got 15. So, a corner of that level signed for two more years at $12 million, that's, that's a good contract right off the bat. And, like, with all the hostility that's happened in Detroit, you should be able to get him for decently cheap. So I want to see, like, what his compensation is going to end up being. But, I mean, it's a good contract. You got a good player. And it's a glaring need. Like, as a Cowboys fan, it pains me to say, but, like, that, that would be a perfect fit for him. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if he could go to the Cowboys, that would be great for them. Especially, oh, like, I'd be, I'd be hyped. But Danny I just want to but I want to see how the comp – like, because my number one goal right now is to be able to get the comp picks. I just want to see, like, how, like, the salary – I'm not exactly sure. I just know, like, there's, like, a certain salary percentage – like, if you lose a free agent and you replace him, like, it has to be a certain, like, percentage less to be able to receive the call pick for the guy that you gave up. So, like, if I'm, like, for example, like, people are saying, oh, like, if you, drop, if you sign, like, Jadavian Clowney 
and you give up the comp pick, or if you sign like Everson Griffin for like eight to ten million a year and get a third round comp pick, like I would rather get the Everson Griffin than the third, because like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That so. Makes sense. It's just like the nuance, like the, the fine nuances like that. Like I've really got to examine, but yeah, no, uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know like all the numbers regarding that. I just, I, I, I see it on Twitter. I know, like, I know like a general basis of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on that. So. Okay. We can move back onto Danny Shelton here though. What are you guys thinking about him? The Shelton's third team. This is uh, you got to remember he started with Cleveland, uh, was traded for a third round pick. Um, what last year? Now he's, uh, what is it, going off to the Lions. The Lions. So uh, he's only 26. So unlike the Trufant debate where I'm like, why the, why the hell is a guy going there to die? He's 26. So maybe he's going to try and, you know, he's sit here with this two-year deal, maybe feel it out a bit, age himself, and then go to a team. I don't know. It, it's another situation. Like, why the hell are the Lions trying to get these, these kind of guys? Uh, I don't really get it. It makes sense to me personally because I just think with Patricia, they're going to try to run a, a scheme similar to the Patriots. And, like, what what have the Patriots run, basically? They've run mostly hybrid fronts, and they've always had, like, one really good run suffer. The Lions just lost Snacks Harrison to free agency. I feel like Danny Shelton's a cheaper version of Snacks Harrison. So, I mean, like, I like the fit. I mean, he's 26 years old. He's still got youth. He's signed him, signed him for $4 million a year. I mean, that, that's a decent price for him. I just yeah, feel like – sorry, yeah, real quick. No, go for it. Go for it. The Lions GM is just like their their office is giving up almost on on building this team, and you got Patricia just begging for players. It, it just feels uh, it just feels a little sad, you know. Well, I mean, Patricia's fucking gone at the end of yeah, the year. He's probably. gone. He's he's a sad man. Anything else on this guy, or can we move on here? Nothing really. I mean, just uh, solid run stuffer at a good price. Mm-hmm. All right, next guy here, cornerback Brian pool to the new york football jets actually he didn't even move he just re-signed one year five million dollars you guys got anything on pool theater university of florida brian pool love to see it uh i mean their what is it their secondary wasn't great this past year (laughs) i don't really think them re-signing him is actually you know beneficial for them but but good for them five million (laughs) dollars good for him he's gonna gonna be able to pay uh you know, pay off the baby mama, you know, whatever, whatever he's got going for his Jesus life. Christ. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm awful. Uh, quick, that's quick tough. shout out. Uh, he is from my hometown, Bradenton, Florida. So that's really, great. so, uh, so. yeah, I definitely had a personal relationship with him. <laughs> yeah, um, so what's, your, what's your high school? Hey, uh, I don't even think he went to our high school. I think he went to like Manatee. You remember? No, he went to no, he went to Southeast, dude. That's fucking cool. All right, <laughs> was he the guy just like chilling with like a hoodie on? Like he was like three years out of high school, like hanging out with the seniors. Dude, this kid's—he was 15 minutes away from my house. Fuck, dude, I should have harassed him more. Damn, now I'm gonna harass him on Twitter. They don't even respond. Fucking he's sad. A, he's a decent player. I mean, he kind of goes under the radar, but I mean, five million decent slot corner i mean you can't go wrong i mean the jets have so many needs being able to bring them back like to at least sort of take the pressure off of them drafting secondary heavy in the draft i mean mm-hmm. yeah. the, the, the jets talent wise maybe the worst team in the fucking nfl like they got sammy darnold and they got fucking nothing it, it's so funny <laughs> so funny the like jets nothing the jets wanted so many people they were like oh we need to get stefan diggs and then stefan diggs he's not fucking coming jack there. conklin it's so funny. I honestly, I hate Jets fans. Like, I, it's funny how they think that they're good. Like, it's actually hilarious. Like, I retweeted this on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me. But it was like, the fucking Dolphins have worse odds 
than the Jets to win the fucking a- AFC what? East. The, the Pats have better odds than the Bills to win it. What a that joke. makes no sense. Like, start betting. If you're not a better, get on that shit. Give, that give, me that so pl- give me that plus 200 for Buffalo to win that division any day of the fucking week. It's, it's See, so honestly, agitating, man. Fuck the honestly, Jets in every asset. I'm just worried that Andy Dalton goes to the Patriots and just goes like 13-3 and three or something. <laughs> He'll find a way. It's just like in Madden how like Jacoby Brissett always farts his way onto the Patriots and wins MVP. <laughs> Imagine Jacoby goes back to the Patriots. No. That'd be some funny shit. A redemption story for Jacoby B. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on here to the next man here. Defensive lineman Mike Purcell of the Broncos gets a second-round chicken tendy. He's not going anywhere. Max the Animal will not kill himself. Because one man already left him, but Purcell may stay there. Now, I read on the Twitterverse that this guy is very good. I'm not a big defensive guy. Is he good? He's the number one ranked uh, interior defensive lineman last year. I mean, he's just a solid run stuffer. I mean, he's a guy that I really want uh, wanted Dallas to target. But, I mean, as a second-round t- tender, you're simply not taking him from yeah, sure. the Broncos. So, I mean, it was a good, it was a good re-signing for them. It was a good tender placement because he's simply just a valuable player on that defense. I mean, I think, again, like I've said it time and time again, I think the Broncos have the talent to really make a push next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you take a guy like Ruggs, for example, at 15, you really have like an, another dynamic piece on the offense. Again, they added Pat Shermer, who's going to be able to rebuild that offense. While you, you sign back Mike Purcell on the second-round tender, you have other defensive talent like Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb off the edge. I mean, they got the defense in place. Now they got Pat Shermer to be able to really excel that off- passing offense. And uh, – surround Drew Locke with the pieces he needs. I just think that's a team that's going so under the radar. I would be shocked if they don't finish second in that in that division next year. So, I mean, that division is pretty easy besides the I, Chiefs, though. Yeah, I mean, you got the Chiefs. I mean, the Chargers, depending on what they do with the quarterback position, who knows? And then Tyrod Taylor. The Raiders are just the Raiders. Like, they'll find a way to fucking miss the playoffs. Like, last year, like, at the halfway point, people were like, oh, the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. They were like <laughs> five and three or four and four. Like, oh, they're Mike Mayock, John Gruden. Like, good job. And then they fucking finish like six and ten or seven and nine, like always, and just. It's so funny because a lot of people actually hate Shermer because of how garbage of a coach he was for the Giants. But he's a good he's not OC. A head coach, he's a good OC. Exactly. He's a good OC. I mean, like I, I was, I was looking at the, the the analytics of it. I'm pretty sure like Pat Shermer led offenses throw at a 65 percent clip, and like you ha- you're, like by the way, buy buy Corlin Sutton stocks right off of that because I mean he's going at the end of the, the early fourth round in uh, dynasty drafts. I'd be surprised because he finished wide receiver 19 last year. I'd be surprised if he finishes outside the top 12 this year simply because of volume and simply mm-hmm. because of the quarterback change to Drew Locke. Because let's be honest, what the fuck is Joe Flacco really going to do for you? Yeah, Joe Flacco's oh. elite. Don't, don't tell him, okay? <laughs> Super but, Bowl champ. <laughs> Super Bowl god. That was crazy <laughs> that year. He was unbelievable. And the fucking lights shut off during that game. I remember that. And then the Niners like, made like a huge-ass comeback. <laughs> yeah, Roger Goodell flipped the switch. Roger Goodell flipped the switch right on their ass, just like he flipped the switch on Kaepernick's career. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but people will uh, think that. Why? Yes, he did. <laughs> people will think that. Now, I, oh, you can go. I just love how uh, we're talking about some nose tackle on the Broncos, like a good run stuffer, and I segue right into the Broncos' offense. Like, I don't know how that happened, but let's just roll with it. Cause... It's because you were you just started thinking about how huge horse cock Drew Locke's dick is. That's what you just. Bro, he's rapping on the sideline. Like, what other quarterback does that? Baker, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but... Baker's actually filming commercials on the sideline because he's better at that than playing football. If y'all get this reference, he's a backward tack kind of guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call a coward. 
<laughs> Dude, who's that guy on Twitter that does the Colin Coward voice? Joey. Oh, something? Joey Molinero, oh, bro. That guy's hilarious. He did, he, he did an impression of fucking Nate, Nick Saban and uh, Ed Ordron on a fucking phone call. And it was like the funniest shit I've ever heard. Shout out to that guy. No free shout outs, but shout out to that guy. So the next yeah. guy here on our list, we got line biker Leonard Floyd goes from the Bears to the Rams on a one-year deal for $10 million, which is potentially $13 million. Danny looks a bit sad or confused. What are your thoughts here? That is just like a complete overpayment, but I wouldn't – like I'm not surprised because, I mean, you got the Rams just absolutely fucking chucking dollars out here like they're at a strip club. Let's be honest here. I mean, they're paying a fucking overrated, like underperforming linebacker who fucking – did nothing on the Bears since he got drafted. Realistically, here, like he, he's got like people have always said, oh yeah, he's got good potential. Like he's he's a nice fucking edge rusher with good length, but he's never done anything with it. That's how you fucking trick yourself. So you're gonna pay him up to thirteen million dollars a year to what? Give you like four or five sacks and like no edge presence whatsoever. Like I get like sacks. Like I, I've been the biggest proponent. Don't look at sacks to uh, look at production. Like people are gonna say, oh, Demarcus Lawrence had four sacks last year. Last year. He was a fantastic edge rusher. Leonard Floyd does fucking nothing for you. And you're paying him 10, 13, uh, 10 to $13 million a year. Uh, to, 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 look, I don't – I don't know. What are your thoughts, Tyler? Because like, really, uh, this makes no sense to me. He's not a good coverage, um, linebacker, <laughs> at least in my opinion. And, you know, you put up three sacks. So if you're trying to play the uh, I'm going to get you in blitz on a, on a passing play, you know, I, then you're not really providing that much of an effect either. I mean, I think he has what – he has – 18 sacks in four seasons. So nothing. And he's, a, he's, he was like, like when he was coming out in the draft, basically he was looked at as like a great potential edge rusher in the NFL, like a great three, four edge rusher. And he has not done anything since he came to the league. Yeah. People will always give him chances because he's six, four, 260 pounds and has good length. Well, he's, people he's, always overrate the, but he's an SEC defensive player, so, like, he'll get chances until he's buried into a grave. Um, he went to Georgia, so you already know he fucking sucks balls. <laughs> Go Gators. Um, no, but I don't, I don't really get it. He had, three, he had three sacks. He had three sacks this year, so nothing screaming in that. And, you know, you, you sign him for, what, what, one for 10 mil? I mean, what are the Rams? Up to 13. Where do they get money? Where That's what they- I was going to ask. Where the <laughs> fuck is their money I don't coming get from? It. They're selling parts of the Coliseum. They're selling parts out to just random people and are like, give me 10 middle so I can sign a letter. No, the owner is definitely selling- sending some dick kicks. Like, guaranteed. No, you know, Les least- needs just fucking taking a nice little screenshot right there. They're legitimately selling Brandon Cook's health for money, I think, because that buddy's like dies every single year he's on the field. I don't understand where they get this money from. They literally pay. They have like three tight ends that are getting paid a zillion fucking dollars. It makes no sense. They have three wide receivers <laughs> getting paid so much money. Goff is getting the fucking house. So is Gurley. It makes Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen. Aaron Donald. <laughs> How do they have money for all these guys? It doesn't even make any sense. They didn't. Did they even make the playoffs last year? I hate to ask. No, no they, they went they nine and seven. So they fucking went after Ramsey. Oh my god. Well, they they. they, they they, they got eliminated from the playoffs. I oh. still remember this. This was the week they played Dallas. We absolutely pumped them 44-21. to 21. And it, it, that, was my, that was the fantasy semifinal, and I had Todd Gurley starting. And this guy scored a garbage-time touchdown and two-point conversion. That won me the week, and I won by .12. And I ended up winning the championship after winning the semifinal by .12. So, I, like, just a little shout-out to me, but Todd Gurley, garbage-time points will always get you the dub. 
Yeah, it's like Blake Bortles. Shout out to the Rams. Blake Bortles should be the starting quarterback of the Chargers also. Shout God. out to him. We've been talking about the depression of fucking teams like the Bears, but God, if you're a rate, if you're a fucking Rams fan, and you're sitting here like thinking you have a chance. I just feel bad. Like someone's gotta put you down. Like this is disgusting. Would no, you, they'll be fine though. Like no, Sean McVay's a good coach. Would you be shocked if they finished last in the division this year though? No. I That's what not. I mean. The because Cardinals, the, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. Seattle has the worst team out of all of them, and they'll still finish like second. Because like, Russell Wilson's I, God, he's God. Yeah. He is God. He's the in in my second best quarterback in the league. Opinion, he's the second best quarterback easily, easily, by far. Easily, and, and that's only because Mahomes has great hair and he he's a rocket not, arm. He's a, he's not a man. He's a God. So that's the only reason. Yeah. No, the 49ers are gonna have a sloop, Super Bowl hangover the last fucking years. Jimmy Garoppolo is a bum. Okay. No one realizes this. But he the fucked dude, a porn star. He did, but he he also fucked the the 49ers' chances of winning a goddamn <laughs> Super Bowl. He he does both. You know, there nailing you porn stars and nailing your team in the ass. I don't know how anyone likes Jimmy Garoppolo. If I'm being uh, honest with you, I don't know how. Imagine anyone... if he imagine if he had Nick Foles' meat. Like, this guy would be piping every fucking girl you imaginable. Let's be honest yeah, here. Yeah, honestly, I'm, the dude is sexy as fuck, but he is not a good football player, all right? I'm going to say this because I feel like it's a great comp for, like, the seven people in this large audience that actually, like, gives a fuck about baseball. Kevin Kiermaier, what a comp because he's hot, but he sucks at fucking everything, and the hotness kind of distracts you. Don't let it distract you. Don't fucking buy into Jimmy G's fucking garbage. Go Red Sox. Ew. Shout out Wookie Betts. You're, you're <laughs> Fuck you. Canada. You're in fucking Canada. You don't even support your Canadian team. <laughs> Fuck, eh? What a fucking joke. Fucking talking, e, talking about fucking bums, let's pivot here to Eli Apple going for the, <laughs> the fucking Las Vegas Raiders. God. Is a Eli Apple is a cancer to society and to NFL teams. They... they they confuse the fuck out of me because they'll they'll say that they're just trying to pivot for like good team guys by fucking draft bringing in Witten, and then the next day they're like fuck that fuck all of that let's bring in the most cancerous cornerback in the league by fucking bringing in Eli Apple Gordon Gordon's so no one understands this coach I got the perfect analogy for uh, Eli Apple so you guys go to like you guys been to the fucking strip club no because no. I'm a, oh, I'm you, a good you guys are, boy you're underage but. Fuck. No, fucking like, no, it's I like when you, when you go to the strip club and you're just like chilling there watching the fucking, you know, you're, you're by the poles. The and like the, 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 the stripper will come up to you. He's like, oh, yeah, you want to go to the private room, right, right? And you'll say no. And that same stripper will come up to you like three, four times throughout the night. And by like the last time, you're like, oh, my God, I feel bad. Fucking let's just get it. <laughs> Eli Apple's just like that one bouncing around the NFL. It's like, oh, I don't want you, but like you keep coming back. I may as well just give you the shot. Like, that's literally Eli Apple here because he's fucking he got dropped in the first round by the fucking Giants. Sucked ass there. He goes to the Saints, gets absolutely torched first game by fucking Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Sucked ass there. And then now, what the fuck is he going to do on the Raiders here? Let's be honest here. He's fucking he's shown he's garbage. Like, but he keeps getting the chance because he's just he's putting himself out there. You got you to respect the grind. But Buddy gets smoked like a fucking fifteen-year-old high school kid smoking through a real apple. Like he's fucking garbage. He's literally <laughs> is so bad. He's a forty-year-old man at a bar who just recently got divorced, and he's just trying to you know find some form of fucking love. So he just keeps putting himself out there. This guy's a joke. I love him though because I love that he can destroy a locker room. I think that's fun. 
that makes stories for us. We have fun with that. We can roll with that. Eli Apple's like the kind of guy who slides into a girl's DMs. Like he's he shot like he hit the moon. Like he he nailed like Summer Ray. He got picked in the first round, and then now he's like nailing three hundred pound chicks on Instagram. Like that's what he's up to now. He's oh, like, right, Danny, your turn. he's like just he's fucking bleeding, just swiping right on Tinder right now. <laughs> He has one of those automatic machines that swipes that shit for him. He doesn't even fuck around and do it. It's like Quagmire from that Family Guy episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now now back to football. Anything else on garbage-ass Eli Apple? No, fuck Um, Fuck that guy. Okay, fuck Eli Apple. Next guy here, Sean Davis Safety, goes from the Steelers to the Washington Redskins. One year, $5 million. Any thoughts on this guy? The fucking Redskins. I have nothing else. So sorry. I definitely built into that. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so we, we could throw together something. He was with the Steelers, right? So that that makes him makes him relevant. Their secondary was really good. Maybe he can bring something to the Redskins that uh no one else has been able to do to that poor defense. It's kind of a joke. Just kidding. Their defense is probably the only light kind of shine spot for them. If you want to call it that. If you want to if, if their front seven specifically, because Josh Norman got cooked on the fucking grill last year. That's kind of true. I mean, they're just oh, feel shout bad. out to Josh Norman, by the way. Let's let's just <laughs> keep playing. Let's keep playing this game of long long laundry list of, of fan bases we feel really bad for, and talk about the Redskins now. Um, shout out Jake if you see this, the Skins fan. Oh, poor guy, poor guy. Find a new team. The the Ravens are right there. Just give up on yourself. Burn the jerseys. Go cheer for the Ravens. No one would feel bad for you. No one would roast you either. Oh, um, shout out fucking Darius guys. Shout out. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, my friend played him in Madden. And uh, my friend you used the fucking Redskins just to, like, honor him. And fucking Darius guys like, nah, fuck that. Picks, like, the Chiefs and absolutely kills my friend. Like, oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were going to say he, was, he went to run with Darius guys And in the game, oh, yeah, Darius guys got hurt. Well, Bro, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but like, imagine matching up with an NFL player on like a shitty fucking franchise, and they're using like a different team to match up with you. <laughs> That's so funny. He picks the fucking Chiefs or something. That's picks so the Chiefs. He literally did. It's one thirty in the morning. We have made zero. There's zero content to this. So if you're still watching, we love you so much. Hey, All right, now putting up the quality. Up. We're going to talk some real football here, a real football player. I know we talked about him earlier a bit. Cornerback Chris Harris goes from the Broncos to the L.A. Super Chargers. Nick, Amazing. If, you're editing, if your editing skills can put in a picture of Lucas crying right now, you should definitely throw that in. You I think I'm editing this? You're fucking wrong, bud. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Get out of here. <laughs> That's all right. I just feel bad for my boy Lucas. I don't know. I don't really get it. Chris Harris is – is a really, really good cornerback. I think this really helps the Chargers. Great uh, price. Broncos-wise. I Dude, what a dick, though, going in the division to another team. <laughs> Buddy's, Buddy's just laying the meat on the line. He's like, you know, fuck you, man. Oh, I'm just going to fucking pull my meat out and fucking stop me. I'll he, must, he must fucking hate Drew Locke or something. He's like, Drew Locke, your ass is mine, bud. Hey, I'm the real horse cock. <laughs> dude, he joins a really good secondary, though. Dude. I, oh, the that's the best thing. secondary in the NFL by far. You got uh, Desmond King. You got Desmond King. You got Casey Hayward. You got K- uh, fucking Chris Harris, who just signed. And that's safety. You got Derwin James Derwin. and Nasir Adderley. Are, are you kidding me? Who's throwing the ball against them? Their secondary is so clean. I mean, that'll that'll be that'll be good for them. Um, I love I love the move for the Chargers. I mean, they're, oh, they're yeah. just, they've just added to what was already an elite secondary, and they added it, and they're like, we're the number top one. ten corner. 
We're number one in the fucking league. Fuck everyone else, dude. What a what a ballsy move for Chris Harris though to go to go. I in. like it. He's gonna I get booed it. so hard. When I heard that contract and the fact that Dallas, like whether they offered that a similar contract to that or not, but two years, twenty million for an All-Pro corner, like that's just a value. That's just a value flat out. Like plain and simple, he's a lockdown guy. He's gonna be th- one of three of their top ten corners in the whole NFL. Like. Desmond King doesn't get hyped up, but he's pro- he may be the best pure slot corner in the NFL. And Casey Hayward, I mean, you've seen what he's done over the years. Ever since coming from the Packers, he just absolutely locked it down for the Chargers. You got two two fantastic young safeties. Like I like I said it before, I genuinely don't see how a team's going to be able to throw the ball on them. Because then well, like, then you got the edge rush too. You got fucking Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Like, what are you going to do against them? Well, let's understand like what they're they're the Chargers. They're like, okay, we have the Chiefs in our division. We're gonna need, <laughs> even with how elite their their cornerbacking crew already was and their whole secondary already was. They're like, fuck that. We want to make sure the Chiefs can't do shit against us. They slap down. What is it, Chris Harris? I mean, yeah. I love this move for them. I mean, you need a good fucking defense if your quarterback's gonna be Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Amen. Justin bro. Herbert. Oh no! According to Eckler. Tua. Tua Tungavaloa. No, it's going to be Jameis. Let's go Jameis. I mean, if Jameis signed there, that'd be a decent fit because let's be honest here. Even if fucking Jameis turns the ball over, you got the defense to turn it right back over. Exactly. <laughs> I love that move, honestly. That is so good for the goddamn Chargers. But for the fucking Broncos, alpha. man, you got to kill yourself if you're a Broncos fan at this point. Rip they have him. screwed you over. Dude, rip him hard. I feel honestly. bad for Broncos fans. But I also yeah. don't because their offense is going to be really good next year. Fucking animals just like – whistling his uh, fucking mustache right now, just thinking about it. What the fuck you call it? What do you call it when they do this in the fucking movies? I don't, I don't fucking, know. fucking know. I don't know what the fuck that is, but whatever. We'll just roll with it. All right. Next, <laughs> next guy on the list here, we got offensive line man, Xavier Sua Filo. Was that wrong? Does that know what he plays? He's fucking shit. Oh, he is? Okay. He got He's paid garbage. years, $10 million to go for the Cowboys to the Bengals. Oh, I watched every single game of his in the last two years. Let me tell you, that guy's fucking feet are made of lead. He's it's fucking three garbage. Does the, does the man spread like the Red Sea or something? Buddy, people think that... A lineman's making a good block because he's able to catch a fucking defensive lineman. That's all fucking Tuofilo did. And Cowboys were just like, oh, replace Connor Williams with them. He fucking can catch a defensive tackle. Like, he, buddy, his feet were fucking awful. Literally made of fucking lead. He, people think he was powerful, but at the end of the day, when you're catching someone, it's literally no fucking power at all. Oh, I can catch him. Big fucking deal. Generated no push in the run game. Was an awful pass protector. He's signing for three point three million annually on a three-year fucking contract. Good luck with that. That's why you. That's why fucking Cincinnati's a Palm Verde fan, fucking franchise. Good what luck with that, Joey Burrow. Good luck with that, bud. Who Joe Mixon, man. Impersonating. Oh my god. Oh man, I'm just fucking thinking about it. It's just making me sick. <laughs> oh my god. I love the Bengals, by the way. They're they're weak ass attempts at trying to make themselves better. It's just a fucking joke. It's oh, so funny. Like, <laughs> Dude, I guess you want to sign the guy on a fucking one year two point five or whatever, but giving them three three years, ten million dollars, like you may as well just give me ten million dollars. I'll fucking do a better job on the line. <laughs> I'll put my ass out there just for fucking fun. Fuck man, let's fucking lock it up. 
Oh Honestly. Goodness. You don't know who can't lock it up, though. Fucking Philo. He can't lock anyone up. So, <laughs> next guy on the agenda here is linebacker Alandon Roberts going from the New England Deflatriate straight to the best team in the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah by far best team in the, in the East. And they're going to add themselves a linebacker, too. I mean, this team's Super Bowl bound. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now because no one else will. Super Bowl bound Dolphins. They're elite, best defense in the league, uh, best secondary. Fuck the Chargers. I mean, this team's incredible, period. Next I mean, play. they have the best running back, Kalen Balazs, as well. <laughs> Jordan <Love>. Howard. <laughs> Gold Shout to Kalen Balazs. Two-year, two $10 million deal for the boy Jordan. Hmm. I mean, okay, if you were to just guess from the side how old you thought Jordan Howard was, you would think, okay, whatever, like, what, 28, 29? But he's 25 years old. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense because you just look at him. He looks like a fucking old man, runs like a fucking old man. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. He's literally well, fucking Frank Gore at 25. I get why they got him, though. I mean, like, then they could just draft a running back later instead of having to, like, go, like, draft JT in, like, the first yeah. round or something. I still love Swift there, man. I still think that's such a perfect oh, oh. But, I mean – Tua's going to die the first day he steps in that system because they want to have offensive line. You guys, you guys signed a couple of linemen. You guys yeah, signed Eric, signed, Eric Flowers. Him. Like, people are going to hate on Eric Flowers because of how bad he was as a tackle, but he was not a terrible guard at all. He wasn't. I mean, I mean he was like, probably just tired of being on the fucking Giants. That fuck, man. I, I would be too. He's getting peppered by fucking Demarcus Lawrence off the edge every play. Like, I, I, I'd fucking quit on my team as well. I know. He was like, buddy, Eli, fucking retire already. Come on. <laughs> but he's too busy throwing check downs to fucking Barkley nine times a game. I know. He must have been pissed. Now, next guy on the list here, unless you guys want to talk about Eldon Roberts anymore or Alandon uh, Roberts. Whatever. Versatile yeah. linebacker, fullback. Like, that's all you really yeah, need yeah. to know. But he got a couple dives up the middle for the Patriots, so. Okay, next guy here. I think did we already talk about Whitworth or no? We have not. No. And I'm excited. Old man. We have not. Old man Andrew Whitworth, offensive tackle, re-signs with the Rams, three years. Didn't come out with how much money he made yeah. yet, unless I missed it. That's the key word you just said. Three years, buddy's like 38 right now. Yeah. Like I get it. You want to bring him back on like a one or two year deal? Okay, you bring him back short term. But three years, you're committing to the guy till he's over 40 years old. Like I don't know. Like. Obviously, you need your lineman, and I get that because the Rams' offensive line was one of the worst fucking atrocities I've ever seen. Trust me, I was a girly owner for a bit. It's awful. It's pl playing dog shit since they lost Roger Saffold to the Titans. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, Whitford's a fantastic ta tackle. I'm not discriminating the player at all. I'm not saying he's a bad player whatsoever. But he's so old, and you're committing to him for three years. Like, I got to see the details of the deal because surely it's a front-loaded contract with all the guaranteed money in the first one or two years. Mm -hmm. But, like, man, three years just seems like a stretch. It does. If, he's, if he really is 38, if he's that old, I mean, the dude looks like Mr. Fucking Clean when he takes his helmet off. But he's honestly not that – he's pretty good. But I don't know why the Rams would give him that long of a contract. Like you It said. doesn't make sense. This guy's 59 years old, okay? He's fucking – he's going to be 62 by the end of his career. It's a, it's a fucking joke. No, I mean – respect to him i guess but like i don't get them i don't get three years i mean he, i'm i swear to fuck i think he was going to retire this year i thought he i thought he had put somewhere he's, out there that this was he's gonna hinted be at it the last three years what was that 
He's hinted at retirement for the yeah. last three years. Fucking facts. <laughs> and like he was, I swear to hell, somewhere there was a report that he was going to retire at the end of this year. And then what? Three years slap it on, dude. I swear he's going to retire after year one. He's going to pimp away with all that money. Cause he'll, he'll somehow negotiate the contract where it's all guaranteed. He's going to fuck over the rave though. What yeah, is I, it, the, I gotta uh, see this though. again. Like, again, we were mentioning earlier, how the fuck do they have money to sign everyone? <laughs> like, no one gets it at all. Like, yeah, his contract, I don't think, came out yet. Besides the three years thing, I don't think they said the money. At least Shefty didn't tweet out the money. But yeah, what the he... fuck? All right. Anyone else want to talk about Nothing Mr. Really. Old fuck, old man, good player, fucking old as fuck. Okay. Next guy here, Danny's man, cornerback, Anthony Brown, resigns with the Cowboys. Three years, no cash yet. Who knows? What are your thoughts, Danny? I mean, I like it. I think he's a versatile corner. I mean, out of the three corners that we're bringing back last year, between him, Cheeto, and Jordan Lewis, he was—he definitely played by far the best out of them. Because I mean, like, let's be honest here: anybody that was going like opposite of Byron was going to look bad. But he looked the least bad. Uh, three-year contract. I mean, you have to really protect yourself, like, so you don't have to draft for need, like, especially after losing Byron. And if you lost Byron and Anthony Brown, there's no way in hell you're not leaving the first round without a cornerback. So, I mean, I like it. You're protecting yourself. I mean, their secondary still got a ton of work to do, but he's a good player. Three-year contract. I got to see the details of it. But, I mean, if we're bringing it back, I don't, I've, actually, I think the details did get released. I think it was 15.5 over three years. So, about just over, just over $5 million per year. I think that's a decent price for him, especially uh, what he can bring to the table. So, I like the deal. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, he's a cowboy, so he can go eat shit, period. Next question. Okay. I love you. I love honestly, you. honestly, I think that the Cowboys made a good move here. If you said – how much did you say was $5 million a year? Th- three years at 15.5 total. Oh, that's not bad then. That's yeah, a good bad deal. There. I mean, he's a, he's a good player too. I mean, former sixth-round pick, shout out. It's definitely yeah. a good deal. Like Danny said, I mean, they already lost Byron Jones. They couldn't lose both of them, and, and they did a good job wrapping them up. Um, remember, boys and girls, always wrap it up. Yeah, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. That's what I always say. Next guy here. Unless you're a freak athlete. Oh, yeah. Unless you're a freak athlete. Next guy here, we got Malcolm Leroy Jenkins. Safety, Philly to the Saints. Five years, $32 million. Tyler. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I love this. Go good good on the Saints by doing this. I, I think it's a good move for them. Malcolm Jenkins is still a really good safety. I think, what was he hurt? I think he was hurt part of this year, which made their secondary just so fantastic fucking fall apart. But you know, I I still think Malcolm Jenkins is good. I think it's dumb. I think it's fucking stupid on the Eagles. I I love it. Fuck the Eagles. Yeah. I know know you're you're saying that, but like from like an outsider kind of perspective, uh, why the fuck would they do this? They are, they are dying on the secondary end. And they're just going to let go a really – like, their captain. He was a defensive captain. Like, what are you fucking like? – What I heard, like, I heard from sources on Twitter, apparently uh, Malcolm Jenkins wasn't getting the guaranteed money that, uh, from the Saints – or from the Eagles that he was from the Saints. And the Eagles just simply wouldn't come to terms with him. How can I think, they not I, do that? So, I think out of the $32 million, the Saints were guaranteeing him 16.5. I think the number was. And the Eagles just weren't willing to match that simply because he's an older safety. You, you know it'd be hilarious if if the Cowboys sniped the Eagles and got Slay and just said oh. "fuck you," your secondary is just going to be a nightmare for another year. Just like how they sniped us on Dallas Goddard, literally a tight end that we needed, who's named after our fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Dude, who announced that pick of the draft? Oh, oh it's uh, David Akers. He controls the Cowboys and then absolutely takes my guy. Like, I was devastated. Oh, like, I, he's by far the most talented fucking tight end in that draft, in my opinion. And, like, that, obviously looking back on it, like, Mark Andrews is in that draft, too. Mark Andrews is a fantastic tight end. I still thought that Dallas Goddard was the most talented tight end in that draft. And, like, the fact that he's sitting beside, uh, sitting behind Ertz for this whole time, like, if he ever gets a chance to really showcase his skills, I think he's just so talented. I but, mean, uh, he will because fucking Ertz is old as fuck. Yeah, Ertz is a free agent after next season. He's 30. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, about the deal with Malcolm Jenkins specifically, it just doesn't make sense from the Eagles' perspective because you have absolutely no secondary. From a Saints' perspective, I mean, you got two versatile safeties now. I mean, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was a fourth-round pick last year, and he played absolutely fantastic. Versatile player, can cover in the slot, can play deep, has good range. And you're basically getting that with Malcolm Jenkins. So you're getting two versatile chess pieces on the back end of your defense. I really like it. I mean, especially, too, like for Chauncey's development especially, uh, he, it's the perfect guy to learn under because it's a similar type of player. And they needed to replace Von Bell, who's like, – I actually want to see where Von Bell goes because I've really uh, – Two guys that I've really looked at for Dallas have been Von Bell and Carl Joseph. So I want to see, uh, I want to see where those guys go. Because let's be honest here, we've talked about so many deals over the past three days, but there's so many good quality free agents that are left to sign. So we'll really see what happens down the cycle. Mm-hmm. I honestly like this move for the Saints, obviously, but I like you guys have said, what the fuck are the Eagles doing? How can you sense. not give some guy that all the fans of the Eagles love? You, you let him go. First, you let off big dick Nick Foles, okay, who's better than Carson Wentz. And then a couple of years later, you do this? Come on. Do, do you want the Philly fans to fucking hate you? They threw batteries at Santa. Now they're going to throw batteries at the fucking front office, all right? The Philly fans are a bunch of cocks. But Malcolm Jenkins did not deserve this treatment. Not, not at all. I mean, like, he, like, as a Cowboys fan, he's one of, like, the only Eagles I really respected over the years just simply because he's the type of guy who's going to bring – going to bring his fucking lunch bell to work. He's going to be able to do the do all the jobs that you need him to do. Like, there was literally points over the last three years where he was their best guy in coverage, like including their corners. Like he was the best pure man-to-man cover guy that they had in their entire secondary, which is saying a lot because he's a fucking safety and he's your best cover guy. That just shows how pathetic your fucking secondary is. I'm not even going to go into bashing the Eagles right now because let's be honest here. If I go into bashing the Eagles, we'll take up a whole segment. But, uh, yeah, no, it just doesn't make sense, especially to you don't you get no real corner that's able to replace him. You don't sign Byron Jones. You haven't made a trade for Darius Slay yet. So wh- where the hell do you think you can really lose out on your secondary? They're idiots. So, yeah, it makes no fucking sense. I mean, no, I know people talk about Revis Island, how he was great. This is fucking Jenkins Island. There's no one there. It's 11 versus one. Yeah, literally. All right, next guy here, we have Mr. Brandon Shell, offensive tackle, goes from the sorry-ass Jets to the Seattle Seahawks, two years, $11 million. An offensive tackle to add to the Seattle Seahawks. What are you guys thinking? Quick stats. Only two penalties last year. That's honestly amazing. How the fuck did he only get two penalties? <laughs> the Jets. Yeah, two, <laughs> two false starts. That's it. That's my only thing I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> it's because he, ra- he ran away from fucking Sam Donald. He was scared to get the mono, so he jumped off sides. What a god, dude. What a god. I mean, the way I view it at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm too familiar with the player. I mean, I know, okay, he was a lineman on the Jets last year. He's clearly good enough to get Warren a decent contract. But, I mean, two years, 11 million. Like, if you're the Jets and you have absolutely no offensive line whatsoever, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm so, like do you plan on – like, because they already missed out on Conklin. 
Are you planning on drafting every fucking pick in the draft this year as offensive line? They brought they brought, here? Duke, they brought Duke guys in uh, day two. Um, Who they bring in? They brought a uh, tackle on a center. I'm, I'm pretty Connor sure. McGir- Connor McGregor's brother. Connor McGovern. Oh, yeah, Connor McGovern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, de- decent interior guy from the Broncos. And they got a – uh, He has the same namesake as uh, Cowboys third-round pick last year, Connor McGovern. Didn't play a single year in his uh, single game in his rookie year because he got hurt before the season started. So, yeah, that's weird. Two interior offensive linemen in the NFL named Connor McGovern. What are the odds of that? So insane, yeah. fucking insane, bud. Yeah, and there's a bunch of guys named fucking trash can as starting as quarterbacks in the NFL as well. So the final, actually not the final guy here, but before we start going on to some predictions here, we got Rodney Gunther, Cardinals Rodney defensive Gunther. lineman, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Three years. I mean, like, the Jaguars, man. Like, you traded everyone yeah. away. I guess this fucking Gunter guy is going to come in here and try to do everything. But He's not, nothing, like, really. Like, he's not going to blow you away. But he's, he, like, again, like, I've watched him over a couple of years. He's just a decent rotational interior defensive lineman here. I mean, you're not really – like, you're not going to expect him to put up some crazy production for you. But, I mean, if you're the Jaguars and you have no semblance of a defense at this point because you traded everyone away, like, flat out, you lost both your corners and, like, Calvin Smith retired last year. Like, what do you have? Miles Jack and a fucking sandwich. So, yeah. I mean, Ronnie Gunner is a decent interior rotational pass rusher. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the fit. I mean, three years, whatever, give him a chance to really break out. But it's not the, nothing that's going to really change your defense. Yeah, no, so. the, move, the move surprised me because I was almost certain the Cardinals didn't have any offensive linemen. But then they find Defensive. this guy. Uh, Defense. Defensive. No, defen- I'm sorry. I'm a fucking yeah, yeah. All good. Um, yeah, yeah, their defense was just terrible last year. So, yeah, no, this is – this was a, a joke surprise for me. But, no, I, I don't know. The, the Jags are – they need help everywhere. And, cool, bring in a rotational defensive lineman. I mean – It's whatever. It's like one of those moves, like, you're not going to give it an A or you're not going to get an F. It's just like, okay, no. you got a nice it's – a, it's a decent signing. Like, it, yeah. he'll play his role, right? So, I mean, there's no, no real way to overanalyze this, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can move on here to the final part of the video where we talk some predictions. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, I forgot to fucking plug this. Click that goddamn subscribe button. Click on everyone's Twitter down below. The first prediction here I want from you guys is Jadavion Clowney. Where does this man go? Uh, Anyone? Uh, yeah, here, I'll, I'll jump on it. Uh, I don't really have a prediction, uh, but I don't know. I feel like there's a few good teams that, that, could, that could use this. Um, Originally, I had this like wet dream fantasy that he'd go to the Dolphins, but we've kind of locked up kind of how we're we're functioning our defensive line. Um, I like I like the Giants. I think they could use some help on that on that end. Um, I think that'd be a really say. good fit for the Giants. I don't really think that's a fit Clowney's looking for at all. Um, I don't know. Clowney's a weird guy. I don't I don't know where the, where he's gonna want to go. I don't like him having control of anything. It's kind of wait scary. does doesn't he want twenty million dollars or yeah. something crazy? Uh, well, I booked it before free agency. I literally like made my prediction. I said the Giants are going to sign him, five years, ninety-five million with sixty-two point five guaranteed. That was my prediction. I mean, if he's asking for twenty, like I mean, a team like the Giants, fucking yeah. sorry, snacks, but poverty fucking franchise. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I can't say that because they after their four Super Bowls too since we won whatever. Because you know, snacks is going to bash me on Twitter if he sees this. But fuck the Giants. Fuck you. <laughs> Snacks has got a massive horse penis. We can't we can't argue this. Uh, uh, he's, he's, you know I love you, buddy. Don't worry. I'm just fucking <laughs> playing around. I'm fucking shooting the shit. But yeah, no. Uh, I, I, but on, on the real though, I think Clowney five years, ninety five million, sixty point sixty two point five guaranteed. I mean, ever since they lost Vernon, ever since they lost JPP, like 
The Giants have had no semblance of a pass rush. Don't even get me started on their linebacking course, by the way. I'm not, and it's, I yeah. kind of just – he feels like a bag chaser. I feel like he's just chasing yeah. money. I don't even think he gives a fuck about, like, his – his legacy as a career. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll probably go to yeah. the Giants and, and die. Love you, love you, Snacks. But um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, hey, don't don't get all the the fucking jokes about the Giants around you. Uh, wrong. You're still my fucking boy. Like, shout out, yeah. okay. so, shout, shout out, to Snacks. I would openly snacks. blow you. I will go to New York right now and I will openly blow you. Danny won't do shit for you. Period. Next question. Okay, okay Nick, you're gonna edit that, right? Yeah, I'm gonna edit that out. He lives in the fuck, honestly. Get the hell out of here. Okay, so the final guy, <laughs> two more guys left here to talk about. We got Melvin Gordon, the slowest man on earth. The guy who he loves Cabo as well. Will he get the money? Where's yeah, he going? Fuck no. I really hope he doesn't get the money. I hope he turns into a guy that has to settle for like for like two mil. No, fuck him. Other um, than this is where the Bucks are going. Yeah, I, I would I would assume so as well. They need a running back bad. Uh, I, there's an off chance the Chiefs may do it, but I don't think Andy Reid's that. Not a chance. Uh, wait, wait, why would the Buccaneers need him? They have Ronald Jones. Fuck yeah, counselor. Yeah, no, my my, my Damian Williams stonks are not taking a hit by some fucking Melvin Gordon signing there. So I'm almost yeah. certain the counselor is going to have the biggest wet dream of his life when he realizes Bob O'Brien is going to go ahead and bring in himself some Melvin Gordon stonks and it's going to be David Johnson and Melvin Gordon. And they're both going to play quarterback and tight end. And they're going to run that offense. And Deshaun Watson's going to sit on the bench like a little bitch. He's probably too busy rubbing fucking uh, bald guy's head right there. Oh, hell yeah. I, honestly, I wanted Melvin Gordon to go to Miami, but now at this point, I don't want it at all. I'd rather just go to the box. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, like at the end of the day, like it makes the most sense from a Miami's perspective. You sign Jordan, Jordan Howard to be, you know, a decent veteran tandem back. And you just draft a guy in like the second, third round. Like you draft a JK Dobbins, you draft a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You draft one of those guys to be able to tandem with Jordan Howard. Cause let's be honest here. And that's why I like, he's not, he's not signed to be the feature back. He's signed to be like, for example, what he did for Miles Sanders last year, he signed to be that thumper early in the season while Miles Sanders, while a young back, basically acclimates himself in the offense because let's be honest here like a lot of young younger players they need time to really get adjusted so jordan howard is still young he's 25 but the buddy which has is no ridiculous hands. he literally has no hands so i don't know they definitely need someone to catch the yeah. ball on that team so the final guy to talk about here is old ass man emmanuel sanders i couldn't give less of a fuck where he goes you guys i could i, could. I know where he's going he's the going texans to, he's no. going to the skins baby not a chance He's going to be the wide receiver three slot receiver for your Dallas Cowboys. Fuck you. I'm telling you that right now. It makes way too much sense. We lost. Bob just wanted to give fucking Randall Cobb wide receiver one money over there. I don't know what the fuck was it. Like Dallas was never going to match that idiotic fucking three years, 27 million for fucking Randall Cobb. You can have fun. Suck my ass. Let's be honest here. No, that's no, it makes way too much sense because you have Amari Cooper, you have Michael Gallup. Having a veteran fucking presence like Emmanuel Sanders to run your slot and be able to be just a sure-handed fucking – because let's be honest here, as much as I love Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, they have their, their case of the drops. So being able to provide your young 26-year-old franchise quarterback with a nice little slot receiver like Emmanuel Sanders who just won't drop it, like, I, I love the fit. I mean – I've talked about it. I was talking about it with Bush today. Like, it just makes way too much sense. Because at his age right now, you don't want Emmanuel Sanders to be your 1B receiver. You don't want him to be your, like, high usage 2 receiver. You want him to be that mismatched wide receiver 3 who's able to produce in a limited sense. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we signed him like six million, like a similar contract to what we gave Cobb last year, maybe a tiny bit more simply because Sanders is a better player. Like it just makes too much sense from a fit perspective. And it just erases one of our, one of our needs right off the bat with a young cheap or an older cheap player. Yeah, for Sorry, sure. He's, he's definitely, definitely he has that young. veteran presence in the locker room. Yeah. Thank you, Emmanuel Sanders, for your service. But at the end of the day, he's just going to be like some okay wide receiver two or three on a team. I know That's all we need him to be. I know, but I know you're saying that he can't really be a wide receiver two. I think he could be on some teams, but he's not like going to be high end. Like if you think about Emmanuel Sanders, you probably think about Peyton Manning railing that man the ball, but he's not that guy anymore. I got. I got pepper. I want to quick say this. I got peppered when we made our free agent predictions and I sent him to the Redskins and you guys were like, shut the fuck up, Tyler. You're a fucking joke. Get off the fucking podcast. You're a dick. No, I got peppered for that. And then now all this shit's breaking about him going to the Redskins. I feel proud happen. of my prediction and I'm sticking with it. I, I, I can make you a bet right now on the podcast or on the episode right now that he's Coronavirus not going to the Redskins. Shakes, I'll take it. Like, uh, I, I, it just makes no sense from his perspective. Because, like, for him, last year, he wanted to be traded to a contender, which is why he got traded to the Niners. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he want to be the wide receiver three on a contending team at the franchise quarterback? Riverboat yeah. Ron, baby. Yeah, he's going to go go with fucking Haskins, who they're not even sure about yet. No, he's going to go fucking get Cam Newton, his boy, and fucking Haskins is <laughs> going to get kicked to the fucking curb because he's a garbage can. Ron Rivera is not what, what Newton do. That's why I went to Washington. He's like, I'm going to escape. <laughs> oh, my bad. They're going to ship Kyle Allen over there, his boy. Oh, Fuck. my God. <laughs> oh, wait, shout out to Christian McCaffrey, who's about to get a million targets because Teddy Bridgewater can't see three feet in front of him. Bro, Joe, fucking uh, DJ Moore, too, man. This guy's literally going to play the Michael Thomas role in that offense. I, I, I mean, if DJ Moore could score a fucking touchdown, I'd really appreciate that. Like, the guy scored, what, two touchdowns last year? It was embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, he, I, like, I, saw, I saw the uh, – I mean, quick shout out on Twitter. I forget what his name was, but I mean, like, we could definitely find it later. But there was a thread going where basically uh, uh, Michael Liu was following Mike me up. He was following, and I, like, whatever, I saw that he liked it. It was basically a thread of like wide receiver finishes and like determining like how touchdown dependent like receivers were. So basically, like, he erased all the touchdowns that receivers scored last year and was basing like their finishing finishes solely on their yards, their catches, et cetera. And basically, he found out that uh, DJ Moore would have uh, finished as the wide receiver six on the year last year if you just took touchdowns out of the equation. So I mean, oh, I saw that you, as well. So I mean, with three touchdowns, I mean, you look at it. Kyle Allen is just gonna fucking absolutely plummet everybody's stonks. Like, as bad as we think Teddy Bridgewater is, like, DJ Moore's stonks are going up simply because he has him over Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like. Three seems like re- uh, on the really low end for him. Like he doesn't seem like a Julio Jones case where he's gonna catch between three and seven every year. Because I I just think like he's again you can make the argument against Julio, but I just feel like he's a receiver who can make plays after the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I'm not, no no discredit to Julio again, but not, none whatsoever. But DJ Moore is just a running back like when he catches the ball. Yeah, but, I mean no no discredit to Julio, but Calvin not Calvin. none whatsoever. Oh, relax. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, just his usage in the offense, right? Like, he could really play the Michael Thomas role. And if he catches between six, six, seven touchdowns last year, I really think – or next year, sorry. I really think he's going to – like, I have him as my wide receiver six in Dynasty simply because I love the fucking potential of this guy. I'm I'm still – I'm going to go back to this. What the fuck? I still don't understand Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I really don't. Like, he literally – I don't understand the hype. Five games under – in one of the best offenses in the NFL, and now they ship him – to Carolina how is he going to do anything I mean there was another statistic I saw where like 
Teddy Bridgewater has had like 30, uh, 30-something starts, and in like three of the games, he's thrown two or more touchdowns. It's like, I, I forget what the exact statistic again. Like, don't quote me on it. Like, I'm just kind of spewing some bullshit out because we're just making a fucking episode right now. But, like, if that's the case, and he, <laughs> that's just, like, that's pathetic, flat out. Like, he's yeah, just, no. he, he, he's his role. He's a game manager who's going to throw you 6.3 yards per attempt and, like, win games, and people are going to fucking suck him off because he's winning games. Yeah, shout out Jake Fromm, professional game manager. God, Thank you guys all for sick. watching this video. If you ended up enjoying, please click that subscribe button down below. Click on everyone's Twitter down below. Click on Danny's CD Lamb article listed down below. If you guys want to read, you know, we don't read over here. Fuck reading. Thank you all for watching. <laughs> make it an all. audio next time. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great rest <laughs> of your day.